Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Um, yeah, I've been here for, it's almost 10 years now. Can you believe it? Nearly as long as Anthony. And, oh, I've just broken my Mac, never mind. Uh, and, um, and it's just been a real privilege to be able to serve God um, here. We've, so it's been here since, I've been here since we had um, youth. We were just saying before. Thanks. Uh, we just said before that uh, youth started in this little room back there, the chat room we called it. And um, yes, yeah, so there was about 11 young people meeting on the 9.30 service. And so it's just been an incredible thing to be able to grow with um, IVC, it grow, grow the youth. And we're just excited uh, for more. And so um, I get the privilege to speak to you tonight. And uh, I am really excited for um, what God's going to do. He's already I feel like he's already really speaking to us through, you know, the songs and the lyrics and what Tina's been bringing is exactly what I feel like God wants to say to us tonight. So I'm really excited. And um, so we're a little bit out of sync, going to be honest with you. So uh, I got given the task to sort of finish the prophecy series that we had. Um, so Anthony's been doing this uh, prophecy series about how God speaks to us and that he's a God who speaks today. And so I'm going to be looking back at some of the things that he's picked up on uh, and uh, remind us of a few things and challenge us afresh. Um, and then we're going to continue next week about looking at Peter again because uh, he started a new series uh, last week. So a little bit out of sync, so sorry about that. Uh, but I hope this will be a good reminder for us. And um, I start today just by, by asking you to come to it with a bit of an open mind. Because some of the stuff that I'm going to say to you, as I've already said, we've covered. So some of you might have heard some of it already. But actually, if you've been a Christian for a while in this place, you might know some of this stuff. But uh, again, I want to say to you, come to it with an open mind. Because I want God to do something fresh for us um, this evening. Um, I don't know uh, about you, but I don't know if you have a bit of a spring clean every so often. I have to have a bit of a, uh, you know, be honest with you. A couple of weeks ago, uh, my, I have a, a cupboard where I put all my clothes, you know, as you do, nice wardrobe. I may have pulled one of the clothes too hard and the whole thing came crashing down. And so my bedroom is now full of my clothes on the floor probably got too many clothes, going to be honest. So I've got taken that opportunity to go, right, I'm not just going to put it back up. Thanks to my dad, he's put it back, nice. Uh, but actually, I'm going to take this opportunity to sort out my clothes and sort out the stuff that I want to carry on into the future. And that's what a chance that you guys have got tonight. Because quite often we let stuff get in, don't we? We take stop, life gets in the way, stuff gets in. And uh, God wants to say to you tonight about, let's look afresh at where we are. Let's have a real look at what, what God's doing in our lives today. Because he's a God who speaks to us today. And he wants to give you something fresh that's going to help you with your week and uh, as we go forward as a church. And so as I said, we're going to be talking about prophecy but actually more about how God can speak to us in the right now. Isn't that incredible that we have a God who speaks today? 
I think quite often we take it for granted quite often, don't we? That um, in our faith that we have uh, Jesus who speaks now. Because we don't serve a God who is dead. We serve Jesus who died, yes, but that he rose again and so he's alive now. And so he wants to speak to us today. You know, if we look back in the Bible, we had, um, there's about 400 years where God was silent. Like he didn't speak. There was the, then there was the prophets and all that. But actually, can you imagine? 400 years, that's four generations of silence from God. And yet some of us are saying, I need, I need something today. But that's the great thing is that he is able to speak now through the Holy Spirit on a daily, on an on a even moment-by-moment moment basis if we let him, if we're asking, and uh, if we're given that opportunity. So I want to ask you today, give him that opportunity. Give him that opportunity tonight. Give him that opportunity this week to speak to you afresh. Because how exciting is it? And what life-giving words is it to, to us when he does that? So I wonder how often you are doing that. How often do you tune into the Holy Spirit? Because again, I want to challenge you. It's got to be a daily, moment-by-moment thing. Inviting him into our lives. Inviting the Holy Spirit uh, into our lives. And how often are you seeking God for the people around you because that ultimately is what this prophecy series has been about are we people that are asking God and hearing stuff for other people are we being those people are we being truth bringers are we are we being the people that see something and speak into that situation whether it's at work or whether it's somebody particular that you've got something for them and that's what we want to see as Ivy. We want to be a people who are pressing into the Holy Spirit to bring change out there, to bring prophetic words, which is God in the moment right now, to those around us. And so are you doing that? And I hope after this uh, talk, after tonight, that actually you're going to be equipped and challenged to be able to do more of that. But actually, before we get excited about telling everybody else and prophesying, saying, thus saith the Lord for you all, actually... We've got to first come back to the foundation of hearing God's truth for ourselves. And that's the first thing we're going to focus on for the first half of this talk. Actually, are we hearing God's truth for ourselves? And is there stuff that's got in the way of that? Have we started listening to other stuff in the world? That's what I mean by that baggage, that stuff that starts to collect, that we don't even notice, that sometimes we're taking stuff on. But actually, we need to get back to his truth to align with what God is saying. And there are so many things that uh, grab our attention, aren't there? There's so many things in this day and age that we can listen to, people's opinions of politics and about what we should do with our lives. And it could be family and friends. It could be, you know, what they say you should do or what they say you should think. And I think a lot of the time, they actually speak more into our lives than we quite often even realize that family and friends have got such a big uh, weight on our lives, which is great and, and right at times, but actually we don't want to make sure that God is that bigger word. It could be stuff like, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff. Again, we're being bombarded time and time and time again by all this stuff. Um, I'm going to speak a lot on just what God's been doing in my life, even in the last week, if that's okay. Because I want to show to you that God is a God who speaks like right now. So I'm afraid 
I'm going to tell you a lot of stories about America because I was there last week. So last week I was in LA and um, we were driving. I was uh, with the guy that usually does the sound here um, called Pete. And um, another part uh, of my life is that I've started to DJ. And so I was DJing um, there. And we were, but we got one of these, we got a car, we were driving down, uh, you know, the freeway and all that. And I don't know if you've been, but America is a place that shouts at you, isn't it? It's a place we were like, whoa, look, even the roadies shouting us, like, adverts, billboards, buy this, do this, Burger King is here. Like, we're like, okay. Like, we felt like shouted at, like, a lot. And actually, even just the adverts uh, shout to us. And our our minds and our day-to-day are, like, filled with voices. And again, we've got to be people that discern cutting through those things. Am I going to be um, taking on the truth or am I going to be taking on lie? And it might sound really simple, which is why I was saying to you, as a Christian, you might already know this. If you're not a Christian in this place, this tonight is so exciting and foundational of our faith and is literally life-changing. So take, take this on board. And um, we're going to, you know, just want to tell you later just about how exciting it is that Jesus can turn some of these lies around to truth. And um, do you know that you are in a battle? Do you know that? That some of this stuff is actually a bit of a battle for us. Like Joyce Mayer calls it the battlefield of the mind. I don't know if you've read that book, what a brilliant book that is. But um, there's um, a verse in the Bible from Proverbs that says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And it's so important, isn't it, what we think? All these things coming to us, we've also got the stuff in our own thoughts that we've got to be be wary of. What is it that I am thinking? Yes, all this outside stuff, but what is going on in my mind? And then also we've got the stuff that God could say to us, which is truth, which is life-giving. But as Christians, we also believe that there is the devil the Bible calls him the father of lies, doesn't he? And that there's also lies that are c- coming at us. And to be people that, um, that can discern between both of them. And uh, uh, as I've said to you, I am a youth pastor. And we're going to play a game. Yes, we are. That's right. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so you've got literally one minute, if you choose to, to turn to somebody next to you. And I want you to just play a really, really, really quick game of uh, true or lie, truth or lie. So uh, you've got to tell uh, the person two truths and one lie. And the person has to guess which one is the lie. Have a little think. Two truths. One line, what could it be? Play the drums, I can drive, can't drive, that kind of stuff. I know some of you are hating me right now. I'm really sorry about that, but I'm a youth worker. I like to get people chatting. So, go on then, two truths and a lie, turn around and say hello. So, I'm going to gather us back in. Obviously, if you know the person, it is a lot easier, or rather harder if you're giving them, but easier to guess. Who guessed it right? Right, brilliant, none of you. Well done. Well done at the back there, yeah. Did you two not guess each other's right? I feel like you should do. Uh, So, yeah, what was it? What were you looking for about the lie? What kind of thing were you looking for about trying to figure out what it was to do with the lie? I think you can shout me if you like. Say again. Their nose. A rich, twitchy nose. I love that. I don't think mine does that when I lie, but I don't know. Maybe Pinocchio knows. Is that what you mean? 
coming out. And anything else? Anything else? Any other tells? A little smirk, like their face sort of changes. Maybe it's something to do with the voice. Apparently it's supposed to look one way or the other, aren't you, if you're telling a lie? I don't know all these things. But, uh, yeah, we, hopefully we kind of get good sometimes about telling if other people are lying and all that kind of stuff. There are tells, aren't there? Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with, with the stuff that we're taking on about discerning if it is a lie or if it isn't. Because we know that truth comes from God. God can only speak truth. And we know that truth is life-giving, steadfast, can be built on, but it may not be easy. It's not always easy, is it, truth? Actually, sometimes the lie is a bit easier than the truth at times. However, it is always good. Truth is always good, and it is the best thing to build your life on. Um, Lies can come in many forms. Some are obvious, and you don't even need to do that. What's going on there? But some are sly and a bit underhand, because some we actually want to believe. You know, there's the nice ones that, yeah, uh, I do... um, you know, I'm looking absolutely fantastic right now when I'm just in my joggers, whatever it is. Or it could be something more fundamental that actually life is all all right or it's fine that my family do that or whatever it is. Sometimes there are lies in our life that we just accept and sometimes we don't even realise we're accepting them because they are the norm. And for some of us in this room, I think that's what God wants to challenge us tonight. What are the lies that we are just accepting in our lives that actually he does not want them to be there? Because we've always accepted. Because we're a bit blind to them. And I'm praying tonight that God wakes us up to some of the stuff that we just go with. Yeah, that's it. That's how life is. That's what I think about myself. Or that's, you know, I'm never going to get that far because that's just what happens in life. And, And God wants to say no. Like... That God's kingdom, as we're, as we're Christians, we've come under his kingdom. And his kingdom wants to expand in your life. That's what he wants to do. You know, God is a God that says, no, stretch out the tempex. Let's go bigger. And too often, uh, the lies in our lives stop at a border. The border of fear. Or the border of, um, of expectation. Or the border of identity. And what is it in your life that you're letting a border around? Because God wants the truth to expand. Because God's truth is expansive in your life. He wants to grow his kingdom in your life. And so often we're allowing his borders of fear and of these lies to actually close us down. And uh, so I want to encourage you to, to think, yeah, that was a silly game, but actually, can you do it in your own life? Can you start to go, actually, that, that isn't in line with what my father is saying about me. What is it? What's the tone of my father's voice? Do we know that? Do you know what your father sounds like? Um, Because, you know, we're saying like we want to speak truth and life over other people in this prophetic idea, but actually, are we doing it for ourselves? We've got to be able to do it for ourselves first to be able to hear it and speak it over ourselves and then to be able to do it other people. Because if we're believing a lie... The light is twisted truth often, isn't it? It's like, could be believable, but actually it's sometimes not. It might be misinformation or false accusation against ourselves, and it creates a doorway into our lives that the enemy can enter in. 
and enter into even more deception and it's a bit of a downward spiral quite often, isn't it? So we need to catch ourselves from thinking those things or believing that thing before the devil can get a full on foothold. But it's never too late because truth is powerful. Truth can always win. And uh, so what is it about a lie? How can we uh, try and uh, identify it for ourselves? So um, uh, there's a a classic verse in the Bible that we're going to just look at um, briefly to help us to understand how to identify some of these lies in our own lives. So it's the one from John 10.10, and it says this, The robber comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came, that's Jesus, so that they might have life and, and a great full life, or life in uh, all its fullness. Um, and, we know, and the robber in that, if you're not sure, is, is the devil. So the devil comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's his sole purpose. And that is what a lie does, ultimately. But Jesus is the one that gives us a full, fullness of life. And so there are three types of lies it's telling us in that one. The first one is the lie that steals. The lie that steals. And quite often it sounds like this. It sounds like, go on, it won't do you any harm. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you really just uh, sit there or believe that or, you know, don't do that thing. It steals. It steals identity from you. It steals the future from you, some future that you should be living in, that you should be going for. And ultimately, it always steals peace. It always steals our peace. And we know that so many people are suffering from anxiety because actually we are believing a lie over our lives about something, and that's where fear gets in. And when when Jesus speaks a better word, it brings the opposite. He always brings the opposite, and so he will bring peace in that. And uh, the next thing that uh, it says there is to kill, the kill lie. The kill lie says you will never be any good because of X, Y, Z, because of your father, because of your family. You will never be any good. And it kills dreams and it kills identity. Quite often it's DNA related as well, like past things or my family and history related. It is designed to kill your hope, to kill your trust, and again, to kill your identity. And again, the opposite is therefore true in God's kingdom, that we can have the opposite of that. The third lie is the destroy lie. The destroy lie says, nobody loves you. Nobody really cares. It doesn't really matter. You are worthless. It destroys your self-worth. It destroys your sense of belonging, and it destroys a sense of family and security. And all of these things, as I say, are stoppers. They don't allow us to live in God's fullness. The next bit of that verse is to live and live an abundant, full life. That is God's dream for you. But all these things stop us. And uh, he, they stop us living that uh, fulfilled life and, and to be able to step into all that God has for us. So again, I want to help you to question yourself. Where is it that I'm letting any one of these things speak into my life? And we need to stop it because God has a better word to say over us. That he wants to bring something new and he wants to bring something different. He wants to bring some expanse in that area and he wants to bring some change uh, in it because there is more. So whenever we believe something about ourselves that is incorrect, whenever we believe it, as I said, fear can reign. 
That's the anxiety coming in again. That's the less belief. That's the less than. That's the, I'm going to shrink back. I'm going to step back. I'm going to worry about that or believe that. And none of those things line up to. We've always got to come back to his word in this. We've always got to come back to what is it that my father is saying in his word. And as I said, the exciting thing is about our faith and about Jesus is that all of these things, the good news of the gospel is the opposite is true. That in Jesus, there is always an opposite to this. And so let's look at the truth. And this is why truth is so powerful. This is why what we have is good news. Like how many people do you need, know need to know this? Need to know that fear can be broken, that you can have peace, that those lies that they've been believing about that they're less than can be broken because Jesus says, no, you are more. So let's be excited. Start thinking about the people that need to know this today. And uh, that we can be all that God's intended us. Because in uh, John 8.32, it says, Know the truth and it will set you free. What good news that we can know the truth and it will set you free. Free from anything that's holding you back. But as I said, quite often, truth isn't always easy. Truth is a big process to go, I'm really going to look at myself. I'm really going to look at my family. I'm really going to look at my relationships and go, God doesn't want to build stuff on fake. Something that I've been really processing myself is that actually God doesn't want to build stuff on a, a nice, fake, good life. He wants you so much more for you than that. He wants something that is true and is real. And yeah, it might be hard to face some of those lies that we think are good and nice. But actually, he wants to do so much more in you and through you. And he wants to build on truth and therefore we need to recognize his voice don't we it is father's day and that's ultimately who he is that's that's who's speaking to us and we need to we need to recognize our father's voice for us and uh, i don't know uh, how many of you are um parents in this place but as i said last week i was in la and uh, so i'll just tell you a story from that so i was in lax airport you can imagine it's really busy like people everywhere and uh, i was classically ladies queuing for the toilets yes as always men you're very lucky about that uh, so there was a big queue coming outside the ladies uh standing there lots of people around children all that kind of stuff and outside the ladies was um or the restroom as they say in america thanks uh they uh, there was a, a little lad who was about eight years old and he'd um and his mum was obviously uh in the toilets and uh amongst all this noise he shouted mum and around the corner at the sink, she heard and she, she replied. And what I noticed is that nobody else even bothered. Nobody else's head even turned, nothing else, but she knew that that was his voice. And that's what the father, we need to be like that with our father. Do we know his voice? When he speaks, are we like, oh yeah, there he is. Are we even listening for it? In amongst this busyness and hubbub of everything that goes on, do we know it? And the, vo the father's voice, um, is obviously in the Bible. So that's the first place we need to go. We need to go back to again and again and again to the, what he's already spoken to us. If we're, if we're going through a bit of a silent patch ourselves at the minute, the first thing is, let's go back to the Bible. Are you reading it? Are you seeking it in his word? And the stuff that's in your head and you're thinking about, it, if, if it doesn't resonate with what's in there, it's not going to be of God. You know, our Father's voice 
is, as I've said, truth-bringing, but it's good, it's encouraging, it's life-giving, and ultimately, even if at times it's challenging, it is kind. Our Father's voice is kind. And again, just keep coming back to the Word. If you're not sure if it is, ask somebody. Say, what, I'm thinking this, or I've thought about this. You know, that's why we're in community here, to speak to each other and to uh, check on each other. So um, how, how is it that um, we can, like, you know, how can we protect ourselves against the lies? And how can we make sure that we are listening just to the Father and just to uh, what he says about us. And um, in Ephesians 6, it know, we know that it says that uh, we can put on uh, the armor of God. And imagine that Roman armor, he's got a helmet, he's got the, his, uh, his uh, shield, he's got a sword. It says, actually, we've got to defend ourselves. As I said before, we're in a battle. You're in a battle. I know some of you might be feeling it right now, this week. It is a battle. You don't need me to tell you that. But this is how you can defend yourself about the stuff that is trying to attack you. Sometimes it's loads and we feel like, oh, I can't even cope anymore. And again, make sure you've got people around you who are supporting you. And sometimes it's, it's fine and, we, and, we're, and we're not that bothered. But actually, all the time we're in a battle. We've all the time got to be doing this. So obviously, it's a bit of a twofold thing. We need to defend ourselves first and foremost. We need to defend ourselves against the attack of the enemy, the, the father of lies, that he accuses us about stuff. And um, so as we've said already, that we need to recognize the lie. Is this thought or a belief that my father who loves me would say about me? So challenge it. Is it? What does your father's voice sound like? Is it, is it in line with that? No. Well, if it's not, what would his opinion be instead? Again, look for his greater instead. Whenever you hear something bad, what it is is an opportunity to find out what the father is saying about you. So whenever, whenever you, you, know, you feel a worry thought or a worry feeling coming on, what, what it, what, spin it on its head. What is Jesus saying to you instead? What I, I, um, I went past the garage down the road and there was like loads of building work all around it and you couldn't, didn't look like you could get in. You know, it's the one near Cheadle. And um, what the garage had done, it put like big flags up by it saying, we're still, you know, we're still, hello, we're still here. And I was like, that's a real, for me, it was a real picture of quite often when all this mess and muck is around, actually, it's pointing to something better if we let it. Instead of going, saying, oh, I'm worrying about this or I'm fearing that, spin it on its head. What would Jesus be saying to you instead? Look for the greater instead in that moment. So make sure your thoughts are in line um, with his about you. You've got to be people that are, are fully in line. And if they don't line up, don't allow it to be part of what you're thinking. You know, you're a powerful person. What you think is important and you're in charge of your own thoughts um, sometimes it may not feel like that, uh, but uh, uh, you are. And uh, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Jesus. And for me, just to be really honest, this has been a life first for me. This is one of the reasons why I'm in youth work. It's because as I grew up, I've grown up in church, um, but when I was like 13, teenager, all that kind of stuff, I did struggle with um, anxiety and all this kind of stuff that lots of young people are struggling with now. And this was massive for me. 
Like, I went for years, like, feel like anxiety attacks, like, lots of, um, like, emotional stuff. You know, you'd wake up in the morning and go, where's, where, where's the worry? There it is. You'd feel it, like, you'd look for it, and, you'd, and, a, and a worry thought would come in, and then, it, you know, you'd think around and around and around. The funniest one I think I ever had was I had this spot here on my head. But I didn't know it was a spot. I thought it was a lump, and I was like, oh, I've got cancer. And, uh, and, and I was like worrying about it. And I shouldn't be because God is bigger than cancer. But I did because I was 13 and it was a silly thing. And then, and, and then it was a spot and I was like, I mean, you're stupid. But I let that silly little thought get in. And again, the thought that I should have been thinking is, my God is bigger. My God is bigger than it, that cancer. My, my, my God is bigger than any of my worries. But I didn't. I focus on that silly little thing. And quite often, our worries are silly little things that we, that we let become even bigger. But again, we've got to spin it on its head and go, no, I'm not going to think that. I'm going to think something else. And that's what I have to do. That's what this verse is telling us to do. Is What I had to do, and sometimes I still have to, is go, no, I'm not going to think that. I'm going to think something else instead. And I would choose a verse to say. I would say, this is my verse for today or this week. I'd say, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to think that. And I'd say the verse instead. And then it came to, and it literally was a battle. But it came to a habit that in the end I'd just go, no, praise the Lord. That was my thing. No, praise the Lord. And you've got to stop it dead because it's, you know, it's the devil's trying to get in. And the moment he does, it can, it can as you know, it can go down and down but actually God is more powerful and you have got he's given you that authority we were singing about it before you've got the authority to be able to go no I'm not going to I'm not going to think that I'm going to think something better that is in line with Jesus and his truth Um, and so do change you know what we said before about your thinking affects your behavior and is who you are so change the way you're thinking about some of these things and imagine what God could do. And so that's what we're talking about, defense there. But the last thing is about attack. And uh, we can attack this because we are people who are living in victory that you have authority and that you can uh, use the sword to attack. And the sword is the word of God. And again, be filling your mind with the word of God. Um, fill your mind with truth. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Fill your mind with good things. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, a direction from God to, to fill your mind with funny stuff. So that's a, why you can look at cats on uh, Facebook forever. That's fine. No. Uh, so, uh, no, but seriously, like, I know young people are filling their, their feeds with rubbish stuff, stuff that takes their mind away from God, stuff that, you know, they watch stupid things on Netflix and they listen to the lyrics of, you know, of songs and stuff like that. What we take in matters. So what are you taking in? Are you filling your feeds or whatever it is, with inspirational stuff with truth? Um, and so, uh, yeah, a real challenge on that, uh, to fill your mind with, with good things. And then, I think even more powerfully, actually, fill your mouth with truth. Speak out this stuff. Even if you don't believe it, again, speak out that verse that God's given you this week. We need to be people that declare because declaration, speaking out, is really powerful. And I don't think we often do it enough sometimes. Um, so again, a challenge for you. Pick a verse this week. 
that's in line with what you're worrying or your stress is. Like, literally, just be really practical. Go and pick it at the end of this, or even right now, if you want to, with your phone. What is the verse you're going to speak out over yourself that is the battleground for you? Because God is in charge of that battleground. And if we're speaking it out, um, we're going to see things happen. We need to be speaking out his word. Um, and the exciting thing is that through the cross, Jesus made all these things possible. You know, it was on the cross that when Jesus died, he took all the sin, but he took all that lie. He took all of that stuff onto himself. And as he rose again, it was that moment that we can access the fullness of his truth and the fullness of his life. And uh, so just want again, if you're not a Christian here today, say yes to Jesus because you're saying yes to truth. You're saying yes to life. It was in that moment that he changed everything. And uh, we're going to get uh, Tina and Andy up now. They're going to wake up. No. Uh, and uh, well, just, we're actually going to do something different now because uh, I've covered a lot of ground there. Uh, and I want to just give you a bit of time to respond, but then I'm going to come back and finish the talk after this um, as a bit of a challenge at the end because um, Tina uh, is obviously a great worship leader, but she's also a great um, songwriter. And um, she's been um, writing uh, lots of songs, and um, she's actually got an album out um, in the next couple of weeks. And uh, there's just one song on it that just really speaks in to re-looking at who we are afresh. And so we, we wanted to use it to just um, help you to respond, to think through. Um, so as she sings, listen to the lyrics, um, but also think back through what I've said. Is there something, is there a lie that you've just... That's just how we do things in our family. Or that's, I stop there. But actually, God wants to extend his borders in your life and uh, let him speak his truth over you uh, as she sings this. Show me, show me my cry. Well, yeah. So I wrote that after I had an argument with my sister. It's the simple things, isn't it? But like for God to like remind you that nothing changes when you do mess up, like the way that he sees you. And like the crown was just his representation of saying you're royal, whether you feel like it or not. And um, sometimes it's, you know, hard to see it, hard to feel it, you know, some of those lyrics, but it's true. Um, but the truth never changes what, what Emma's been saying. Like the truth will always remain whether you feel it or not. Um, and just feel, I hope you feel encouraged that actually, you know, boys, you wear a crown as well. Because um, he crowns you, you know, your kings and your queens, and that never changes. If we're royal, you know, if we're royalty, if we're the heavenly king. So, yeah, the album um, will be out digitally on the 6th of July and will be performed live on the 6th of July. And we'll be confirming where that venue is. And it'll be the best venue um, this, city has, this city has to offer. But I just need to um, figure out which one that is. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Andy's been a big part of this. Can you give Andy a round of applause? Because, like... He's the main man with the Mac. Okay, thank you very much, Emma. Great. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, as we say, we wanted just to let you have that moment, just to remind yourselves who you are, 
you know, God's truth is exciting. This should be a great thing tonight that you are, you know, a king, a queen, that you are royalty, uh, and he wants to speak that better word over you. But as I said, it can't end there. Like, we are called to be people that go and are truth bringers out there. And that's what prophecy has been about, about are we people that are hearing it for ourselves, but are we actually people that are bringing prophecy, bringing God's now word for other people? Are, are you being intentional about, about doing that and about seeking God for your friends, for people around you, um, for those people who are just like wandering on the street. You know, people need this good news that we've got, that fear doesn't need to rule their lives, that Jesus brings hope and peace. And um, I want to be a person, so this has been such a great, you know, um, talk for me to think through, because I want to be a person who does this. Um, as I said, I, I've started to DJ outside of uh, Ivy, and one reason is to be able to step into places where Christians don't often go. And to be a truth bringer and to be able to, you know, speak to the bar staff or speak to somebody there and ultimately to prophesy over people. That would be, I haven't been able to do it yet, um, but that is what I would love to see. You know, because we carry something powerful like that, as Tina was saying before about that song that um, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Well, Jesus is in me, Emma, Emma, I make the darkness tremble when in, I'm in that place. And so that's what, you know, are we people who, are, who know that and are seeking that uh, for, for um, our friends, our family? I've had some incredible times about uh, giving prophecy to, um, to people. And I want to say that it's everyone's game. <laughs> like, uh, anyone can prophesy, anyone can hear from God. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, if you said yes to Jesus, and again, challenge you, say yes to Jesus. If you've said yes to Jesus and the Holy Spirit is working in your life and you're being intentional about it, you can bring truth to other people. You can be that. I had a discussion with somebody about, yeah, but I haven't got the gift of prophecy. And, you know, we know some people who stand on stage and say, you that, da 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 da, you over there. It's, it's actually, it can't, that's amazing. And, but we don't all need that gift, but we've all got the ability to hear from God for somebody else and to bring his truth into their lives. And uh, so I want to challenge us and encourage us to do that. Um, and because, uh, uh, what time? Uh, so again, I was in LA. I wanted to tell you a story from last week for you because we've done some incredible things, me and Tina, like had some incredible experiences with praying for people on the street and stuff like that. But last week, um, me and uh, the guy Pete, who's the, who's the sound man, we, the first place we went to, we'd just arrived, totally jet-lagged, 15 hours uh, flight. We had, couldn't quite go to our host home yet, so we just went to get some food. Uh, before we went to the restaurant, there's just a nice, you know, we've been tourists, nice shop, popped in, felt like I should go in. Went in, had a mooch around, started chatting to, um, to the shop guy, and um, obviously about our accents, as classically happens. Uh, so he, he was showing, he, was, he got really excited, he showed me um, uh, a video of his mate who was doing an English accent which wasn't that good. But anyway, uh, and, but the whole monologue, it was a monologue, uh, it was all about God and his thoughts on God. And I was like, this is weird. This is not a coincidence, is it, Lord? Uh, that This guy's just talking to me about God. And it wasn't quite in line with what we think about God. Uh, and I was like, really? Do I have to speak to him? I'm jet lagged. It's 15 hours. I just want to go to sleep. And he said, what if I've just brought you around the world just to speak to this guy? 
I was like, yeah, you're right. So I, I, we had a great chat about God, about how I thought this up. God isn't in line with what this guy was saying. And it turns out he was a Muslim, but really looking. He's read the Bible, he was, um, but he's also read Jewish holy books. And he just was like so open to chat about everything. And I was really challenged into about who Jesus was and what he was like. And, um, and then, um, and then I, we prayed for him and we prayed and prophesied over him in that, in that store. Like that was the first person, the first person to talk to in America. I was like, what? This is crazy. But and I don't know what happened. He didn't, you know, fall on his knees and he's not, you know, I don't know if he's a Christian, but what an ex- exciting moment to, uh, to let Jesus into, into his life. And I believe that, you know, something will happen because of, because of it. And uh, I want to challenge us to make that uh, an intentional part of our rhythm of our lives, that we get to do that. Um, but the, I want to come back to the thing I was saying about the lies, that actually, as I say with Christians, we might know all that stuff, but I think there's a lie that we all are believing about ourselves, which comes to do with our culture and, the, uh, and what we accept, because that wasn't normal, was it, what I did? Like, we don't usually go into stores and start talking to people about God and pray for people. Like, that was totally against the norm. But we are called to be people who go against the grain. Jesus was a rebel. He was, he was a radical. We're supposed to be radical people. When we say yes to Jesus, we're saying yes to his kingdom. We're saying no to the world and that their way of doing things. And we're saying yes to um, the kingdom of God. We're saying yes to Jesus. His name is the way. So we're saying yes to his way. And so there's so often, I think we, what we do is, yeah, I'm a Christian, but, but actually I'm a Christian to this far because the world says, no, we shouldn't do that. Or my friends or family say, mm, no, that's not a good thing. Or people's opinion or whatever it is, we've been so ingrained as to how we live that it's not even a thought that I should do that. You know, that I should pray for somebody on the street or whatever it is, or fear stops us doing it. And, um, but it is the most amazing gift to be able to pray for somebody that God wants to give to us, I think. And as I say, fear stops God's goodness coming into our lives. And um, uh, in Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test what God's good and perfect will is. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Because ultimately, God's got a better plan. But again, it's to do with our thinking. How far have we st- let our thinking stop us from doing something like that? Uh, how can we make it a rhythm of our lives? And um, so as we just finish, I just want to um, just say that actually there's probably three things that we can do. Uh, firstly, we need to be intentional. We need to be intentional to know that uh, I'm a prophetic person, to speak that out over yourself, to know that, and um, to be intentional about what's God going to do, do through me today? Is it be expectant about it? Like, I, that's, I love it. I'm going to expect, and what's God going to do when I go to America? Like, who am I going to meet? Like, who can I pray for? Like, I'm looking for these people. I'm intentional about it. Uh, maybe not always brave enough, but always intentional uh, about it. And, um, and to be in, invitational. To be invitational. Invite God in. Invite God into your every moment. Like those decisions you've got to make. Should I turn left or right? 
Ask God. Like, literally, what should I buy in the supermarket? Ask God. Like, he wants to be that involved in our lives. And if we get into the practice of hearing God's voice, we hear it more uh, regularly. So invite him in. But also invite others into this story. You know, do it with friends. Like, let's go. Let's go and, let's go and pray for people. What should we do? Like, uh, again, we're a community for a reason. Invite people in. Uh, but ultimately, to be obedient. To be obedient and say, yeah, okay, your way, not mine. And to, to be obedient um, in sharing and in um, showing um, the love of God to others and, and to bring his truth. And uh, just as we're going to get the fans up now, just as we do, I just want to share a last little story using this. Here we go. Like a loaf of bread. It's beautiful, isn't it? Look at that. Um, so I also, on the side, do Airbnb. If you want to stay in my house, you can. Uh, so uh, I rent out my spare room on Airbnb. And the girl that stayed with me last week, she bought me this. What incredible. Apparently, it's from a bakery called Trove. In Northern Court, apparently, it's amazing. Lots of nods. Uh, so she wanted me to taste it. And um, yesterday, we had a conference here. And um, I didn't know if we were eating. So I put it in my bag. I thought, we could, I could share it. We can have lunch or whatever, just in case. Anyway, then I had to leave. And then I had to go and DJ at a gig last night. So I went DJ, took all my bags with me. Uh, thought I'd taken it out. Actually hadn't. As I came home, I realized I had taken this big, it's quite heavy, this big loaf of bread. In, it was a long walk. It was at Chester Races. Into, into the poshest, honestly, the poshest restaurant ever. Uh, and then had gone home and taken it back home again with me uh, for no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh, for God already spoke to me. He's like, you just took the bread into this place and then took it out again. How often do we do that? We have the bread of life and we don't share it. Well, it was such a challenge to me. It's like, I'm not sharing it. I'm still that person and it's not covered in shame. It's covered in the excitement of like, what happens when we break this bread together? What happens in the feeding of the 5,000? Multiplication happens. When we share bread with each other, something amazing happens. Miracles happen. Multiplication happens. But quite often we're, sh- we're keeping it to ourselves. So I encourage us. Let's share the bread of life. Because he's got good things for us. He wants to speak truth over you. And he wants to speak truth over each other. So um, I just want you to think one of five things for yourself. There's five challenges. As I say, we've covered a lot. So... Have a think. Number one, is there a lie over you that you need to capture and uh, give to God and let the truth speak? Number two, can you speak truth over yourself this week? Is there some truth you need to speak out or find? Number three, can you be intentional about seeking and bringing God's truth for others? Is that your thing? And number four, can you prophesy and pray for people when you are out and about? Are you, can you be intentional or adventurous about that? And lastly, can you share a story of when that happens? Because it's good news, what we've got. And when you get an exciting story, say, so, I did this, I prayed for this person, it was amazing. We need to share it with church, with your grow group, with each other. But Father God, we just want to thank you that you are a truth bringer to our lives. And we just want to say, again, if there's any, any lie in us that you don't want to be there, would you have your way? Would you speak truth? And would you help us to be people that are truth bringers? In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org media.